Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for small business owners. I'm your host and fellow entrepreneur, Kalina Stormer. Through my day-to-day experience of entrepreneurship, I've become obsessed with helping others grow their small businesses through marketing and mindset. I believe that by simply starting with small steps and shifts, we can create huge, and dare I say, mighty results. Through practical, easy to apply strategies and tips, join me as we tackle new challenges, grow ourselves, and take our businesses to new heights. You ready? Let's jump right in. Hello. I hope you're doing amazing today. I hope this day finds you well. Uh, So this is going to be another solo episode, just us chatting together, you know, bouncing some business ideas off of each other and uplifting each other on this business and personal development journey. So before we jump in, a couple little life updates. We are slowly beginning to reopen our shop. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on here before, but my husband and I own a pet retail or a uh, pet boutique, a specialty dog boutique. So it's a retail store. And, you know, with everything happening with coronavirus, we have slowed down. Um, Even though we were technically an essential business, we decided to close in order to spend some more time together as a family and figure out, you know, kind of what the next steps were and to help protect our community. So we are slowly starting to reopen and figuring out what that looks like. Um, But it's exciting. We're excited to, you know, obviously cautiously (laughs) reopen our doors and take every, every precaution to keep our community safe. But I'm really excited to have some more of a schedule and be able to start to see some of our customers in person again. And then before we do that, we're going to be heading down to a friend's beach house um, in Destin. So um, it was open and available. So we're going to go wrap up the end of this quarantine down there um, and just kind of relax and recuperate and recover from these crazy months down there together as a family before we start to move into a little bit more of a schedule with having the shop back open. So that's kind of what's going on here. Um, So yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and jump right in. Today, I wanted to talk about social proof and how it's this very powerful tool and how you can use this tool to sell more in your business and um, some different types of social proof and ways that we have implemented it for ourselves. So the idea of social proof is essentially based on the premise that We look around us to see what others are doing before we ourselves make a decision. So if we're feeling at all uncertain about something, we're going to look at others to help us. So that could be our peers. That could be an expert. uh, It could be a celebrity or influencer. It could be other users. So, you know, like looking at other reviews online before you purchase something. Those are all forms of social proof. So essentially, we're just, again, looking to those around us um, to help us to move forward and make a decision whether to buy or have an experience or not to buy or not to um, have that experience. So 
the three different types of social proof that we have used in our business, I tend to, I'm trying to only talk about things that we have implemented personally so that I can, you know, share my experience, how it worked. And hopefully that's something that's helpful to you and that you can then turn around and utilize uh, in your business as well. So the three different types that we have used are social proof through influencers, through other users, and through peers. So that's what I'm going to get into today. So the first type is social proof through influencers. So what this looks like, it's essentially just influencer marketing. So it's when you're compensating someone who typically has some sort of social following or platform or celebrity to share your product or service with their audience. And so when you're compensating them, this could be through free product or services. It could be through um, financial compensation, so through payment, or it could be through both of those things. So maybe you're sending them a product or you're giving them a service, and then on top of that, you're compensating them financially to then share it with their audience, um, share their experience with their platform. So this is a really powerful and interesting form because there's already a trust that's been built between influencers and their followers. So so their followers are already somewhat primed because they follow along with this influencer. There's a no like, and trust factor already established. So they trust that what the influencer is sharing is something that is valuable to them as the consumer and as the person who feels this you know, connection to the influencer. So they trust that the influencer will be sharing something of value and something that they would potentially um, like as well because they feel aligned with this person. And I know firsthand how powerful this can be because I've worked on both sides of this coin. I worked for a PR firm for a while where we did influencer marketing. I've obviously worked with it within my own brand. So we've worked with influencers personally with Hunter and June, our dog boutique. And I also used to blog as a lifestyle and, and style blogger. So I've seen firsthand on both sides how powerful of a tool this can be and how it really can help convert into more sales when you're just already leveraging this very connected audience via this influencer who people know, like, and trust. Now, I will say, although it is a very powerful platform and method of, of using social proof, just a couple words for the wise, I would do two things before you work with an influencer. The first thing is make very, very sure that they're a good fit for your brand and that they are already sharing content that's relevant to what you're wanting to sell to your product or service. Um, so as a personal example, you know, with us having a dog boutique, we have worked with lifestyle influencers who have been a, an awesome fit because they're already sharing content about their dogs to their followers. They're already posting pictures of their dogs, you know, amongst their other images, um, talking about their dogs already online. But we've also had people who have reached out who wanted to work with us. And I would look through their social feeds and I wouldn't see anything about their dog or maybe something like, you know, two years back. So it just, you know, their audience isn't already connecting with them on that point. They're not already seeing content of their dog. So their audience isn't primed to, it would be out of left field if they were to post something about their pet in this pet boutique. It'd be like, wait, what? Um, so make sure that you are finding people and connecting with influencers who are already sharing content that will resonate um, both with your brand and that will thus resonate with their following. 
And then the second thing to make sure that you do before you work with someone is to just ensure that everyone is on the same page as far as the content expectations. So making sure that they are going to you you know how how many times they're going to share you know on which platform they're going to share um so maybe it's like for example it's saying okay we expect for this compensation or this product or this service we expect one story post tagging our handle and sharing your experience we expect one post in the feed with a tag like image tag and a tag in the in the um uh caption whatever that is Uh, I mean, you just obviously do what works best for your business, but just ensuring that you have it written down so that both parties are aware and agreed upon beforehand that you understand exactly the amount of content to be posted. You know, you could even get as specific as to like what you want the caption to say, if that's something that works for you and works for the influencer as well. Obviously you guys can find what works best for each other. Um, but that's just a word to the wise because we, we got burned a little bit when we didn't do this um, by, we sent product to somebody and they just literally ghosted us and never posted anything. And then when we have set up good expectations and a clear understanding of what we expect from the partnership, it's gone beautifully and we've had great results and sold more product and connected, got more followers and connected with a whole um, new set of customers and potential new customers through an influencer's platform. So just a word to the wise there, ensure that the content fits um, that they're posting and also ensure that everyone's on the same page with the content expectations. So that is it for how to leverage social proof via influencers. So let's move on to social proof via other users. So when a potential customer visits a site and they see that other users have enjoyed a product or service, they are more likely to purchase. And so what I mean by this is it's typically when we're looking at reviews, right? So it's like as a customer or a consumer, we're going to a website and we're kind of perusing and we're seeing, we're like, mm, well, this person really liked this product or this person says that this shop is great. And so they're already a little bit more prime. We trust when other people have left reviews, we automatically are going to trust that brand a little bit more because again, we're looking to that social proof to see if other people have experienced, had an experience with it or, or enjoyed something that we're looking at potentially purchasing or experiencing ourselves. So the way that you can use this in your business is just to get reviews. It's a really, really easy and powerful tool. And the way I would suggest doing that is by getting reviews from current happy customers. If you're already open and you already have a business that's running, just reach out to a few of your customers who uh, you know have had a great experience with you or you have a good relationship with um, and ask for that review. They'll be happy to help you out because they already know and love your brand. And another idea that I actually got from a friend was to incentivize customers. So you could actually, um, you could offer a coupon code for them or some, you know, whatever, or a gift or something that works for, for you um, as an incentive for customers to review your business or your product or service or whatever it is. So I thought that was a really smart way because then it's a, you know, it's a win-win. They already know and love you and they are going to be happy to help you. And then as an extra little thank you, you can give them a discount code or gift as something to say thank you and then hopefully get them to continue to purchase from you in the future. So we have done this personally in our business. We, um, 
the way that I collected reviews was we had run a brand ambassador program. So we had selected around 20 people who were really um, interested and engaged with our brand. And I had asked them right after they were accepted into the program to write a review, like just write a couple words about why they love our business, why they like our products. And they were already super primed, uh, you know, because they had just been selected for this program and they were incentivized um, via that program. So they were super happy to do it. And we got some great reviews. And what I did is I added these onto our website. So it's on a like a scrolling banner on our website. So when new customers or potential customers come to visit, they can see that right there. It's like a scroller of um, positive things that these people have said about our business that other users have had. Um, I also worked it into our emails. So we have an automated, you know, when someone signs up for our email list, we have several automated emails that go out to them. And one of them includes all re- like positive reviews of our business. Uh, and I've also worked these into our social media. So I posted them within our feeds and also into our stories. So those are a few ways. That's how I collected our reviews. And those are some ways that I have um, used them in our brand um, and and leverage this social proof within our particular business. Another thing that you could do is product reviews if you have a product-based business, um, particularly if you're making your own product or your inventory doesn't change a whole lot. Product reviews are a little tricky for us because our inventory tends to change a lot. We usually get pretty small runs and then when we run out, we might restock, but we might not. So it's kind of difficult to gain product reviews when I don't know how long we'll actually have that product in stock, if that makes sense. But I know people who make their own product or they have inventory that doesn't change very often. And this has been super powerful for them. So they're able to, typically it's in the form of like a follow-up email after you've purchased something. They can send you a follow-up email and just ask for um, your opinion and what you thought. And um, there's like different apps and widgets and things you can get to do that. But if you could get people to leave you product reviews, that's a really, really good way um, to leverage that user social proof. New customers can come on Online and see that other people really like this product and then they're more likely to purchase because they trust that someone else has already had that experience before them. And then the third type is peer um, social proof. So this is when a potential customer sees their friend talking about your brand. So we are so much more likely to trust what a friend says or a personal recommendation from a friend than we are basically anything else. Um, So this is really, really powerful. This is a great, great form of social proof to use. And I have seen it, especially in our business, most powerfully leveraged via social media. It's also, it is word of mouth, but I've just seen it translate really well digitally. Um, So what we have done to capitalize on this is we just tried to make our brand and our shop so Instagrammable that people would want to come in and take photos in the space and immediately share it. And we also select beautiful dog products that people want to put it on their dog and then go home and take a cute picture of their dog and then post it. So those have been a couple ways that we have been able to leverage this peer social proof in our business. So we are trying to make content and a space that's just very, very shareable that people want to, they want their, to share with their friends. Um, and then also creating like some sort of memorable experience. So again, for us, that's been, we have a, um, a mirror installed on the floor to where 
dogs, when they come in, they can try things on and, you know, quote unquote, see themselves. So it's just really cute. And people love to take pictures of that. Plus, it's a very, it's something unique and different. So when people experience that, then they can go and tell their friends, oh my gosh, there was like this super cute and different thing at this shop. Um, And so that's another way to capitalize on that. So those are just a couple examples for what we have done. Now, not everyone has a brick and mortar storefront. So there are lots of other ways that you can do this. Just doing something different, like surprising and delighting your customers. It could be as simple as like a handwritten note. Like that can be really powerful. And someone might, that just might catch someone's attention enough. Like if they get you know, your product or something in the mail and they get a little handwritten note in it, they might tell their friends like, hey, this was super cool. Like I ordered this from this brand and I got this like really sweet handwritten note. Um, Or you could do it through your packaging. Like maybe your packaging is just so beautiful and you have this like gorgeous unboxing. I know as a consumer myself, I've experienced that where I'm like, and I want to tell people about it or I want to post about it because it was just this like super beautiful, um, you know, unboxing or opening experience. Uh, a brand that's really good at this is Glossier, the um, skincare and makeup brand. They have done such a good job of creating a brand that people want to share and talk about and post about. So they have gorgeous packaging. People love to like stage it in flat lays and talk about it. They want to be seen using it and they want to share that with their peers. So these are just a few ideas if you're just surprising and delighting and making something memorable for your customers who are shopping with you, you can leverage that peer social proof because then they're going to want to share it on their social media. They're going to want to talk about it to their friends. It's just a great, great way to get that conversation going about your brand. Okay, so wrapping up, um, there are for us three ways that we have leveraged social proof in our business and three ways that I hope you can also utilize as well influencers. Um, so leveraging that number one is influencers, leveraging that cool factor that they have, um, using product and sharing your, um, business or service to an audience that's already primed. So leveraging influencer marketing and just getting in front of an audience that you might not have had access to before. That's already very trusting of that influencer. Who's more likely to purchase from you through users. That's the second user social proof. So um, via reviews, gather reviews from people who, you know, you know, already love your brand, um, who then other customers can look to and um, make a decision based off of those reviews that they've seen from other users. And then lastly, number three is social proof via other peers, just wowing and delighting your current customers, creating something that they're going to want to talk about either, you know, in person with their friends or via social media. So those are the three different ways that we have leveraged social proof within our business. I hope that's something that's helpful for you. I hope these are takeaways that you can take and apply in your business. The great thing about social proof is it's pretty easy to implement. So I would challenge you to try and take at least one of these things and apply it into your business and maybe implement it within the next month and see what it does for you. So thank you so much. I hope this has been helpful for you and I hope that you all have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please consider leaving a review and send to a friend who could benefit from something that you learned. 
If you'd like to connect further, you can visit my website at kalinastormer.com or find me on Instagram at kalinastormer. And lastly, if you'd like to check out my own small business, a specialty dog boutique, you can visit hunterandjune.co.